Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. This is a show where we talk about mostly college sports, a little bit of professional sports, a little bit of news. We love on stuff. We hate on stuff. We rank stuff. We do kind of whatever we want to do here at this show. Don't forget to you can like, share, subscribe. I would appreciate you sharing, you know, subscribing, spreading the word with your friends, helping me, you know, blow up and create a platform. And if you are someone that does already listen, but you don't follow me, I have all social medias. You know, I'm constantly posting clips. I'm on Twitter a lot, tweeting here and there. Do a TikTok every now and then. Want to get more into that stuff, but hopefully eventually will. But got a pretty good show today. I feel like I'm gonna be hitting some news. Then one love, one hate. Uh, a couple, quite a few good college basketball games coming up Saturday. Um, we're gonna be having college football, the playoff final preview. Kind of my thoughts, how I think the game's gonna go, and key factors there. And then just a couple NFL games I'm looking at this weekend that should be important to the playoff picture forming up here in the last week of the season. First off, you know, last time I was talking behind the mic, uh, Damar Hamlin was in critical condition and I had no idea what was going on. Found out, obviously, what was going on. Thoughts and prayers to him. Hope everything goes all right. You know, it seems like he's starting to get uh, his functions back. Um, was able to open his eyes today. Was writing, you know, he asked if, his, uh, if the Bills had won. Doctor said, yeah, uh, he said, yes, he won at life, you know, kind of cool story there. But it sounds like he's doing all right, you know. And I just saw they did announce that the Bills-Bengals game is canceled. They're kind of leaving it. It could, the possible AFC championship game could be played at a neutral site based off of this information. It's kind of still be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but just once again, thoughts and prayers to Demar Hamlin, you know. I was throwing out the idea that Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott should play, play Madden for the game and just – all the like have it like a live stream or something and all the benefits and proceeds go towards him or towards uh you know his foundation or something good like that just to to kind of settle it but still make it make a good deal out of it make something something good come out of it i think it'd be cool i would love to see that, that because it's not like it'd be fair for the players to even play a game in my opinion other news as well i just saw this on twitter before i got on the mic here peyton hillis um of old arkansas fame one of the best running backs i ever saw growing up He's in critical condition. I guess he uh, had to save his kids from drowning out in the ocean. Um, kids are okay, but he is apparently in critical condition. Hope that he comes out of it. You know, that's just a sad deal. Once again, just always this crazy shit happens, man. But Peyton Hill is one of my favorite running backs growing up. So hopefully he pulls out of this. Hopefully he's all right as well. Speaking of crazy accidents, well, this early wasn't an accident. Old Bobby Petrino, the mastermind himself with the motorcycle, he is now going to be the new offensive coordinator for the Texas A&M Aggies. I think he'll probably produce a couple good offenses. You know, back you know he's done that before. Almost beat Arkansas this year with you know a FCS school. He has he's a very good coach. He's just got a lot of baggage, a lot of issues in the past. I think that it should work out for a little bit, possibly. But Jimbo Fisher, I think it's just a sinking ship at this point at Texas A&M. I think they'll continue to put up a couple good seasons here and there. You know. Eight and four, nine and threes, and I think Texas A&M will give them time until the twelve team playoff comes around. You know, and then once they don't make that two, three years in a row, I think they'll kind of kick his ass out the door and see how that one goes. But interesting hire. I think it might work out. Probably going to fall apart more than likely. That's just how it is. But in depressing college football news, Sam Hartman has decided to go to Notre Dame. It was true. The rumors were true. You know, I think I hate this the most because I really like Sam Hartman and I don't like Notre Dame. Never never really been a Notre Dame fan. 
does has nothing to do with Brian Kelly. He's just never really been a Notre Dame fan. Something about their fans and them as a program just has always bothered me. So I really hate this because Sam Hartman. I think he's one probably one of the top ten quarterbacks coming back next year. You know, he's got a ton of talent. He's he's a stud. I I love Sam Hartman. I think he's gonna do well at Notre Dame. It just sucks because this is probably a really good year that Notre Dame could win a national championship with Sam Hartman at quarterback. I mean, they haven't had a good quarterback. I saw somebody put this like that. They haven't had a good quarterback since Brady Quinn, and that is the god honest truth. The last they haven't had a legit solid quarterback that actually produced really solid numbers and was, and was one of the top 20, 25 quarterbacks in the country. Because you need that in order to win a national championship at the minimum. I mean, Stetson Bennett, you know, I don't think that he's top five per se, but I'd say he's a top fifteen, top twenty guy. You know, he's, and that's how kind of where he was last year. He's good. He makes smart decisions. He he makes the right choice like i said makes right decisions makes smart plays throws the ball well perfect example you know so given that to notre dame with the talent that they seem to usually get you know they're still they still recruit well should have a lot of success hopefully you know sam hartman has a really good last year i just hope they don't win the national championship because that would be the ultimate demise of my life i don't i don't want to see that happen whatsoever sticking in college news here chris beard officially fired from texas he he uh was arrested for felony charges for uh, assault on his fiance. Fiance, yeah. So he officially was fired. She came back and said the statements weren't true or something like that. Kind of a weird situation. Don't know too much what's going on there, but he is ultimately fired from Texas, and they are now looking for a new head coach. So we'll see what happens there. Other sporting news world, uh, Jake Paul announced on social media that he has joined the PFL. They are an MMA fighting league. Um, he also announced that he sent a two-fight contract to Nate Diaz. First one would be a boxing match, then second one obviously would be in the PFL and MMA match. So that would be interesting. I don't know if Nate will take it or not. We'll see, but it would be cool if he did. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how Jake Paul fares in the MMA world. You know, he's been fighting a lot of MMA guys that transition to boxing. So it's going to be really interesting if he transfers into the MMA world, how he performs if, you know, he gets taken down and what happens it's just exciting it's it's finally he he can prove to a lot of people me included that he is a real fighter and stuff like that because i never thought it was fair to be fighting mma guys in a boxing match so it'll be fun to see what jake paul can do i think he's he's a good boxer he really is but i'm just more interested to see how he translates that into the mma world my college basketball gambling this week uh did not go uh it went all right i guess it wasn't really that bad Tuesday was fine, you know, missed the Texas Tech money line. That one was close with Kansas. Um, Tennessee, they blew out Mississippi State. That one was pretty easy. And, you know, I ended up betting the over on the Texas-Kansas State game, which was a plus because those guys scored a ton of points. Wednesday, you know, UConn disappointed me. TCU surprised me. And really, Arkansas thrilled me. I mean, those, those, those really didn't. The UConn one didn't really go my way. Um, TCU, they ended up pulling that one out. Arkansas blew out. Well, they didn't blow out. Missouri was there for a while. They kind of had a strong lead, though. So they got the job done. So that was pretty happy with that for the most part. So it wasn't a bad week. I mean, what is that, 4-2 and two overall? So not a bad week. Going to have a couple more picks here soon that will hopefully uh, get the people going. You know, get the fucking vibes up with some college basketball. Saw a little bit of interesting news here. Apparently, Japanese scientists have developed this hydrogel that is uh, meant to attack cancer cells and turn them back into cancer stem cells. 
and then ultimately with a, quite a few treatments, it would ultimately get rid of the cancer as a whole. So that's cool. It could be a whole development. I'm sure it's going to cost thousands, millions of dollars to get it done, and only the rich elite people will be able to do it for quite some time until it becomes really mainstream, which is probably 10, 20 years down the road. But it's cool. You know, it'll work out, hopefully. Who knows? Also saw that uh, High Noons, um, hard seltzers, vodka ones, those things are so good. Probably one of my, I don't really drink a lot, but they're probably one of my favorite drinks these days. Um, they overtook, uh, they're now the number one selling spirit in the United States. They overtook Tito's Vodka, so that's quite crazy for them. That's, I mean, it's well-deserved. They, they definitely are one of the better better drinks out there, in my opinion. Then I saw a couple weird new laws that, well, not weird. Um, in Tennessee, there's a new law that if uh, you are a drunk driver and you kill a parent, you will be, uh, well, you'll be forced to pay child support for that kid because you obviously killed the parent. So that's kind of a cool new law. And then in Louisiana, you have to put in a government ID in order to watch porn. So, you know, that's kind of a weird situation. If you want to watch porn, you know, then they can kind of see what you're watching. So no one's probably going to be jerking off a whole lot here in Louisiana unless you're a real horn dog. I couldn't imagine. I mean, putting my fucking... I, no, it just seems I'm not going through all that effort just to watch somebody get cummed on. Right? Right? That can't be the only one. Be the only one with that. I had another uh, another high thought this week. So, you know, the segment that comes around goes around every now and then. High thought of the week. Me and my wife, we were getting in. We were, uh, she's really into true crime. You know, I enjoy it as well. We were watching kind of news updates on the Idaho murders case, and they were showing the guy's face, and we're just looking at him like, man, he just looks evil. He looks like somebody that could commit this murder. You know, and the more I sat there and thought about it, I was like. Do we think that he's evil because we think what we think that of something that he possibly did that's a horrible murder? Because then you have all these people coming on social media saying, "Oh yeah, he was so weird back in the day, back in the day, yada yada yada." But is that just circumstantial because you know he's the main suspect in this? You know, then I started thinking about like you know Casey Anthony. She's a woman. You know, some people don't think that she's not attractive. They they find her attractive, but like when I look at her, I just think that she's like. A bitch, a cunt, like literally, you know, like you can just look at people and you can tell the kind of vibe that you, they get off. That's the type of vibe that she is off to me. She doesn't look like she's someone that's necessarily evil and would have killed her child, you know. But then, like, you look at people like Ted Bundy and people back in the day thought he was attractive. People today still think he's attractive. And I look at him and I think that he just looks like some fucking goblin off the street. Like, I think he's one of the ugliest people I've ever seen, possibly. Maybe. And is that just because I know what he did or do I genuinely find him? unattractive it's just this weird part of my brain that i'm like i wonder like when you look at someone and you know what they did does it make you look at them different or do you look at people sometimes and think that i mean yeah everyone does i mean i'll, I'll go out in public and i'll you know i'll see people i'm like i feel like you're the type of person that would kill somebody i feel like you're the type of person that would try to kidnap me like you know what i mean so i often wonder that about like serial killers and people that commit these heinous crimes like if you look at them beforehand and you're like Oh, yeah, they, I could see that they were evil the whole time, you know? It's just kind of a weird thought. Just a weird thought. I don't know. Something I thought about yesterday when I was high. So, that's that. Now for this week's One Love, One Hate. This week, I'm loving on a good cup of coffee in the morning. There's nothing like it. Past couple mornings, you know, I've been trying to get up earlier, trying to change my life. You know, New Year, New Me shit. Started drinking coffee in the morning. I usually drink a cup in the morning around 10 o'clock. You know, I work from home, so... 
I'm, I'm never in too big of a hurry, but we get up a little bit earlier, kind of trying to enjoy my time and feel like I accomplish more throughout the day. So I've been drinking a cup, you know, about six, seven in the morning. And there's just something about it that just a good cup of coffee in the morning. There ain't nothing like it. It's just, I just love it. You know, you just sit there, you know, quiet as can be outside. It seems like, you know, not a whole lot of noise. Fresh start to the day, just drinking something warm to warm me up. And, you know, I, I don't drink mine black. I enjoy flavor. I'm not some weird coal miner. I'm just not. So I just love it on a good cup of coffee in the morning. Just nothing like it. Hating this week, sticking in the drink category, hating on seltzer waters. I absolutely hate them. They never have any flavor. I like the carbonation, but every time I drink them, I, it's like I, I'm drinking fucking sewer water. And it's not as bad as sewer water because I've had that splash in my mouth before. Long story short, you know, I was just working in a manhole. Nothing crazy. Not, not, nothing disgusting like that. But they're just so flat. It, you know, it's probably more like lake water. Like, it just has a weird taste to it. There's no flavor behind it. You're just like, what the fuck is that? I just, I can't, I can't get on board with them, you know? My wife likes them, so I'll squeeze a little bit of those little Mio things or whatever the fuck they're called in them, and that really makes it flavorful. I just can't drink them. I've never enjoyed them because they just never have flavor behind them. Like I said, it feels like I'm drinking lake water. Disgusting. So I hate seltzer waters. They fucking suck. One late period, end of story, in my opinion. Got a pretty loaded uh, college basketball slate this weekend. Found six games on Saturday that I, I'm really confident in, you know, like like the gambling advice that I can give, I guess, is probably the best way to say it. Right now I am currently watching this Indiana-Iowa game. I did take the over, which I'm thinking, I think it was at one either at 152 or 145, somewhere in that range. I can't remember exactly. But currently it's 45-34. I mean, what, that's 79 points. They're more than halfway there. This is, like I said, this is going to be a back-and-forth game, I feel like, just points. Tons and tons of points. Um, Ohio State-Purdue. Uh, Purdue ended up winning the game late. Uh, so I missed that one again. So I'll probably, probably get this one. I ended up did taking San Francisco plus 9.5 um, as well tonight. So I'll probably get this Iowa-Indiana, and I'll get the – San Francisco plus nine and a half just because I'm growing two and one apparently as of late. It just seems like the trend. So if you're listening to this and then you're going to listen to the gambling advice that I'm giving you, two for one. It just hope for the best. You know, bet, bet all six games. Just see what happens. It's bet, that's the best you can do. Ooh, burping. Excuse me. First game, Creighton, UConn. UConn on a two-game losing streak right now. Looking really rough. Offense doesn't seem to be clicking very well. Creighton, though, on the other hand, is on a three-game winning streak. And before that, they had a six-game losing streak. Before that, they had a six-game winning streak. They've been up and down all year, feeling like a team of runs, kind of. But, you know, in, in that time frame, six wins to start of the season, they beat a lot of really good teams. And then when they were losing those six in a row, they weren't losing to terrible teams. They weren't, you know, I think ne there's Nebraska and somebody else, you know, fringe teams that have been, okay, but also haven't been very good this year either that they lost to. But for the most part, they were top 25 teams they were losing to. They just feel like to me like they're a team of runs. And I feel like right now they're kind of – they're in they're in, they're in in that mode to make a couple more – win a couple more games in a row and then maybe fall off, lose their confidence again. And UConn, I mean, I know they're probably going to be favored for this game. I mean, they're obviously still number two in the country. They're at home. They have been playing good basketball for the most part all season long until really these last two games. But I feel like they're just kind of in a rut. I don't feel like they're 
really prepared to get out of this adversity yet. So that for that reason, I'm probably going to go Creighton Moneyline. I have no doubt in my mind UConn's going to be favored, but I feel like Creighton's just on a better trajectory right now. They're going to win this one, pull off another upset for UConn. Kentucky, Alabama, that should be a good one on Saturday as well. You know, beating Kentucky is like beating Alabama in football. I know Kentucky's kind of, they're not ranked right now, kind of having an up and down year, but they still have been very good. So this would still be a really good win for Alabama. And, you know, I, just Alabama's cruising right now. Yeah, they've lost a couple here in the last few games, but they're doing fine. They're still playing really good basketball, and I think Nate Oates has got, got them really going in the right direction. They're a legit contender this year. I imagine they'll be favored. I feel like the line, you know, is probably going to be about a three, maybe a four and a half, somewhere about there. I'll probably take it at three because I bet I just, like I said, Kentucky's still been good this year. They've still been very competitive. They just have lost a couple more games. That's really all that it is. So I don't, I don't see them, you know, laying down and getting their ass beat. So to me, three feels really good. If it's at three and a half, I'll, pro I'll more than likely bet it. Anything else, I'll probably flip to Kentucky. But anywhere under three and a half, hit that Alabama hard. Iowa State, TCU, both these teams really riding high. Iowa State's won a few in a row now. TCU, obviously, that big win against Baylor over the weekend. <coughs> both, <coughs> excuse me, both these teams are top twenty defensively. That's really going to play a huge factor in this game. We obviously just saw, you know, TCU put up eighty against Baylor, um, whatever that was Tuesday night. So it's really, to me, it's going to be, can Iowa State either keep up offensively and score, or are they going to shut down TCU enough to win the game? Like I said, both teams are top 20 defensively. I believe TCU's higher. Let me just double check here. I have it right here. So let's just see. Let's just make this easy on myself. Yeah, so Iowa State's ninth defensively. TCU's 19th in the Ken Palm rankings. Offensively, though, you know, TCU, oh, shoot, wrong, 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 wrong. Offensively, TCU, you know, they're sitting 67th in the country. Not horrible, but Iowa State is sitting at like 109th. I think that really plays a factor. I mean, we've seen this year TCU can score the ball. I expect them to be favored. They are at home. I'll bet anything from 6.5 is probably my max. I'd bet TCU on this. I don't think Iowa State's going to slow them down. And Iowa State can't really score, and they they just haven't done that good this year. So, oh no, they have done this good this year. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I was, I'm sorry, Cyclones. I just they can't score the ball as well as TCU can. I think that's going to play a huge factor. TCU is really, really trending in the right direction right now offensively. Kansas, West Virginia, West Virginia's been on a tear with Bob with old Bobby Huggins as of late. They've been playing really, really good basketball. Mountaineers are rolling. Um, but, you know, this feels to me kind of like the Mississippi State-Tennessee game. West Virginia, I said they've been playing good, but then again, they have lost their last two games. They're kind of in a little bit of a rut right now. And like I said, this just reminds me of Mississippi State-Tennessee. You know, playing really good basketball all year long. Now you're kind of stuck in a rut. What's going to happen? Where are we at? How are things going? And you're playing a team like Kansas, who fresh off a big win. Well, not a big they just sneaked past Texas Tech, who's a really tough team and a good opponent. Good win for Kansas. Got a team like West Virginia kind of in the same area. I just feel like this is Kansas is just going to get the job done. They're going to blow out. They're going to blow out West Virginia. I'll take anything. Probably 8.5 is the max for me on Kansas that I'd lean. 
yeah, that's probably eight and a half. It just makes too much sense to me. Eight and a half is probably probably the max. Anything under that or anything over that gets a little too risky for me. Kansas State, Baylor. Kansas State, fresh off a huge win where they scored fucking over 100 points in regulation. They didn't need overtime to do that. But they were giving up a lot of points. But Baylor's kind of, they've been okay offensively up and down. I mean, they put up 80-something against TCU over the weekend or earlier this week. So I, I feel like this is going to be another game with lots and lots of points. Um, I, f- I just feel like Kansas State's just way too hot right now. Too many guys can score the ball. They're playing really good basketball. I would be really surprised if Kansas State doesn't win this game. I feel like this is going to be favored in Baylor's direction. Mostly because Baylor's ranked and at home. So Kansas State money line obviously there because I just feel like Kansas State is gonna win gonna win this one pretty convincingly, honestly. I feel like they're just they're in the zone, they're in the groove right now, and they're playing unbelievable basketball. Last game that's tickling my interest over the weekend. Thirteen Arkansas, twenty-two Auburn. Auburn has been very underwhelming this year. They haven't really played anyone tough, and they've lost games to teams they really should have beat. So they've just been really up and down, and Arkansas is just on a different level to me this year. And, you know, I don't think Auburn's really prepared for what Arkansas is going to bring to them. Arkansas, in my opinion, is one of the top ten teams in the country. They've been playing really good basketball all year long. I don't really see them slipping against Auburn, even though it is in Auburn. I don't think that really matters. Should be an easy, easy win for Arkansas. I expect the line to kind of be around a probably a five, but I'd probably bet it up to seven and a half. Honestly, if I'm feeling pretty provocative, I, if that's to me, that's comfortable, that feels safe, that feels right. That's that's just where I would lean there. Now, time for the big fucking college football playoff final preview national championship Monday night, January 9th, TCU versus Georgia, SoFi Stadium. First of all. Fuck whatever SoFi Stadium, whoever decided there's no such thing as tailgating at this game, you're, you need to be fired. You need to be let go. You need to move to somewhere in bumfuck Iowa and just figure out your life because that's whoever made that decision, you're a scumbag. You're a scumbag. Easy, simple. You're a scumbag. Do not allow these hardworking men and women of America and the fan bases not tailgate. That's disgusting. How fucking dare you do that to somebody, dude? Fucking blows my mind. You got a fucking big bag of balls, loser. You fuck. <clears throat> Whatever. TCU, Georgia. All the marbles on the line. A chance to etch your name into history. And I know that there's just going to be one topic of discussion about this game. It's going to be TCU's offense versus Georgia's defense. It's going to be fucking blasted into your ears for the next five fucking days about how good Georgia's defense is. It was fucking... Same thing happened about Michigan's defense. Michigan's defense did this. Michigan's defense did that all year long. Yada, yada, yada. Georgia. Coming into this game, in the regular season, allowed 191 passing yards per game throughout the regular season. Against LSU and Ohio State, 425 per game. LSU threw like 502, I think. Ohio State threw like 340 or something like that. But average at the game, that's 425 yard passing yards per game. TCU averages 263 yards a game passing. They they're a very good passing team. They have tons of weapons that can get open and create plays and you know playmakers all 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 around. 
and five times this year, they threw for over 300 yards. Five different times this season. You know, throughout the season, you know, mostly kind of their worser opponents, I would say. You know, when I was looking at it, they weren't guys that just pop off the screen. We were like, oh, that's, you know, that was a really good team. But they, they did do very well against Michigan last weekend. So that, that, that does factor in. I can't remember exactly what they had against Michigan um, passing-wise, but, I mean, they, they did just fine. So they're, you know, I, I feel like Georgia's defense especially gets exposed in the passing game. I watched Ohio State do it. I watched LSU do it. If TCU can do it, they're going to fucking destroy them. That's the thing. TCU really isn't just a passing team. They can run the ball really well. We saw that against Michigan. I mean, they had 263 yards that game. And they're averaging 204 yards per game. They're running the ball really well. They've been running the ball well all season. I believe, what, <clears throat> seven times this year they ran for over 200 yards? Yeah, I believe they ran for the they they ran the ball really well this year, all year long. You know, and they dominated Michigan, and everyone said the Michigan was going to slow down. They were going to run the ball, and Georgia Georgia's been very very good against the run. They they sorry, I mean the lowest the lowest amount of yards that TCU ran for this year were hundred was one hundred and fifteen. Georgia allowed one hundred and fifteen more yards, only twice. So Ohio State in the, in the semifinal they had like 115, and then first game of the season Oregon had 140 on them. So nobody's really ran the ball on Georgia, but nobody also really ran the ball on Michigan. To me, th this just seems too obvious. I feel like where everyone's stuck on what Georgia did last year, what Georgia's defense did last year, when they've played teams that have that can move the ball downfield or move the ball. On the ground, well, no, they haven't really played anyone that can move the ball on the ground. That's the thing, and TCU can do that. I mean, two hundred and four yards per game. When I think Georgia's allowing, like, I don't even know. It's super low. They're allowing a very low amount of yards this season. Like I said, only twice has anyone ran for more than one hundred and fifteen yards, and that's the lowest amount TCU has ran for all season long. I think that I think to me, it's just so clear. I think. You know, TCU is the best offense in the country. That I wholeheartedly believe. That. I was saying that last week when they, before the Michigan game. I, I just to me they're just explosive. They have so many guys that can make plays. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year. Max Duggan is unbelievable. And their defense, yeah, it's not the fucking best defense I've ever seen, but they still make stuff. They still make plays and. I just don't think that Georgia's defense is going to be ready for what TCU can do offensively. and It's it's simple. It's fucking TCU money line. If you don't bet TCU money line, you're going to be sad and depressed when you bet this fucking outrageous spread on Georgia to win. It ain't fucking happening, man. The Frogs are fucking coming. They're going to fucking etch their names in history and go down as one of the best college football teams ever because... Nobody ever saw them coming. They're going to be the greatest fucking underdog story there ever was. Two words to remember for your weekend to remember up until 6.30 Central Time, Monday night, TCU, Monday night. Bet that fucking shit.
top five NFL games of the weekend here. Obviously, a lot that's riding on, you know, the playoffs here. Patriots, Bills, you know, this one is interesting. Bills are probably going to come out guns blazing. Obviously, playing for DeMar Hamlin. Also, still trying to lock up that one spot. Interesting situation there. Don't, you know, see how it plays out. Like I said, the NFL is supposed to be doing possible neutral site AFC championship game. We'll see what happens exactly. Um, but Patriots really need this win. Patriots win. I think they get into the playoffs. They lose. Obviously, they're out the door. I don't. I don't think that the Patriots are going to show up. I think Bills are going to be inspired. You know, playing for playing for Hamlin, playing for that playoff spot. You know, mostly playing for their teammates. It's you know, it's not something that happens very often. But every time these things come around, guys seem to play a lot more inspired, and they're just they're tough to beat. So Bills minus seven. It's too easy. It's written right there on the wall. Take it. Titans Jags. This one's on Saturday. You know, the Jags are one of the hottest teams in football right now. And for the longest time, the Titans have ran this division. I mean, they've been the dynasty of the AFC South for the past past couple of years, almost five years, I would say. They've really kind of taken control of the division. And it just kind of feels like it's almost the passing of the guard game here. Jags are just playing really good football. Their offense is really humming. Defense still making mistakes here and there. But without the Titans having a legit quarterback that I feel confident in, I think that the Titans are just, it's over. Like I said, it's fire sale time, and I think that if if the Jags come and win, I think they need to realize that it's time for them to call it a day. So Jags minus six and a half for me on that one. I feel like the Jags are going to win pretty pretty easily. I don't feel like the I don't feel like the what it's their faces are going to show up very well. The Titans, Jesus, I fucking forgot it. Ravens, Bengals. Another one, you know, that was affected, obviously, by the game on Monday. Um, but, so I don't really know how that plays into the division. I don't, I didn't look to see if the Bengals outright won the division now because they didn't play that game. Let me see. Let's Google that right now. We got a fucking computer right here. Do the Bengals, how do we spell? Do the Bengals now win the AFC? North. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got? Looking at news. Go to news. Has anything been posted? Bengals playoff scenarios. Da -da 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 -da. It was 12 hours ago. One day ago. Eight minutes ago. Uh-huh. Something about a coin toss, possibly. I don't know. We'll figure it out another day, but something to pay attention to. I don't know if they took the division now. I would think that they did because of the game not being played and, you know, the amount of games they played. But either way, Bengals are probably going to come out playing. Ravens haven't been playing very good without Lamar, so I think it's pretty simple. Bengals minus seven. They should win this one pretty easily. You know, they kind of have a little bit of extra rest as well. Still kind of trying to sneak in for that one spot. Don't really know if they can get it, but we'll, we'll kind of see what happens in that situation, especially if they do something like a coin toss. That could get very interesting. Jets, Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater versus Mike White. Winner goes to the motherfucking playoffs. I've actually been seeing those reports that Mike McDaniel might actually get fired after this year, which is kind of weird to me. But there's talks that Sean Payton might be the, the guy in Miami. I don't really, and you know, there's been talks that Sean Payton and Tom Brady want to team up, so I don't really know what that would mean. There'd be a whole lot of moving parts. A really interesting situation there. Hope that doesn't happen because the Dolphins would probably win the fucking Super Bowl next year if Tom Brady was their quarterback. He'd just fucking dump it to Tyreek and Jalen. They'd just go gone. 
And, I mean, it's just it's not a bad roster overall. But this game, anyways, um, Jets minus one is what I'm riding with. I, I just The thing I feel the most confident in in this game is the Jets' defense. I feel like they're going to step up and make the plays that they need to in order to secure their offense to get the win. So it just it just screams Jets minus one to me just because of the defense alone. The defense has been playing really good football this year, one of the better units in the league. Don't I don't think that changes, especially when they know what what's what's at stake and what's on the line here. And then the big one, last note for the show here: Lions Packers Sunday night. You know, Seahawks lose. It's basically a winner gets in. Seahawks win. Obviously, the Packers are fighting to win and get themselves into the playoff. I think either way, no matter what happens, this is going to be an awesome game. I think there's going to be a ton of points. Both teams are going to—they're fighting for a playoff spot. Both teams have really been grooving and jiving and whatever the other fucking groovy words are for moving around. Both teams have really done really well on offense. Both teams really pushing the ball. So to me, I really like the over at 48 and a half for sure. I'm probably taking that. I'm rooting for the Lions to win just because it would be so awesome for the Lions to get in the playoffs. And to say fuck you to all the Jared Goff haters because Jared Goff is the future of the Detroit Lions. But that's all I got to say for today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send to a Lions fan. Let them know I'm rocking with them. Let's hope that the, they get the job done and send Aaron Rodgers out, on his way out the door. I don't hate the guy. I just would rather see the Lions go to the playoffs this year. You know, it's a pretty simple fact. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I love you. Sleep good. Have a great weekend. For now, your boy Titties is out.